Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Do you have a digital mindset? Check out Season 3 of This is Digital. Season 3 of This is Digital goes behind the scenes to reveal how digital trends show up in everyday decisions and actions, including driving profitable growth in enterprise software and how the new sports fan experience can drive revenue. Featuring guests like Chris D'Agostino of Databricks and Scott Crable of Tama Bravo. Check out the latest and greatest on Season 3 of This is Digital and learn more at westmonroe.com. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday, and welcome to this edition of the Fantasy Q&A Show. I am Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florian. We got the specialists over there, cast of dozens that was put on this show each and every day, each and every week. And man, what a wild start to week 14. So we had a crazy ending to week 13, and we basically ran it back to start week 14. Baker did his best Tom Brady. He did. I'll say this. It's one thing when you let, you know, Tom Brady and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, you know, come back on you, right, from 14, from 13 points down and, and win a game. It's another thing when you're getting carved up by Tutu Atwell, Ben Skoranek, and a quarterback who probably still has to ask for directions to the lunchroom at the facility because he hasn't been there that long. That was a horrific loss by the Raiders on Thursday night. And, and it's a horrific loss in a season of horrific losses. Like, let's not yes. forget the week two loss where Kyler Murray went, like, absolutely <laughs> crazy and beat them. Then Josh McDaniels lost to Jeff Saturday in his coaching debut when the rest <laughs> of the world was laughing at, at the Colts. Like, 
Josh McDaniels should thank the fact that like the Raiders are paying three other coaches because that's probably the only reason he is still like I I can't think I I don't want to beat up on the guy too badly but like you see Devontae Adams going out there and doing wizardry type stuff and you're thinking is like let's not throw him the ball what we have maybe the best receiver on the planet and we're not going to target him in the second half instead we're going to run the ball to Mac Hollins because Make it make sense. I have no idea. Anyway, that's not the point of what we're doing here. The point of this is to answer your questions to help you in your fantasy lineup, especially in this big week because it's week 14. You're trying to make the playoffs. There are six teams on a bye. So you've got Q's. We've got A's. LFG. You can send them to us at NFL Fantasy. We will answer as many of them as we can here. The rest of them go to Aaron Tan because he doesn't eat arugula. (laughs) That's all I know. So let's go back to what happened last night at SoFi Stadium. The Rams pull it out for a 17-16 win over the Raiders. Derek Carr, a measly 2.6 fantasy points, 137 passing yards and two picks. It was an awful night for him. Josh Jacobs, though, he kind of did his thing. Got you just uh, under 20 points there, 99 rushing yards and a score. Devontae Adams targeted seven times, three catches for 71 yards. Felt like it should have been a whole lot more than that. On the Rams side, 14 points out of Baker Mayfield. Cam Akers. 9.3 fantasy points. That was only helped because he scored a touchdown late in that game. And Ben Skoranek, I have been sort of mocking him, and I guess for one week at least I should mildly apologize. 7 for 89, 15.9 fantasy points. Although if you started him, I don't know, you're some kind of warlock or something. But let's talk about what happened in that game. And Cam Akers, I mean, last week he had two touchdowns against the Seahawks. This week he had a touchdown against the Raiders. Are you willing to say that he's back as a startable asset? Uh, no, I, I think that he is exactly what, like, we kind of said he was this week. Like, he is a streamer in, in good matchups. Because let's, again, not act like Cam Akers had a huge game, but I do think it's worth pointing out that he led them in snaps again at wall. It was not nearly as many as it was a week before, but he also led them in carries. He got a little bit of usage in the passing game. Really only one target, but it was the biggest catch of the game for the Rams. You could make the argument. Uh, it was the fourth down that got them that goal line carry where he then ended up punching it in for the touchdown. But what stood out to me, he fumbled. And I was like, oh, man, we might not see him again. <laughs> and then McVay was just like, no, we have, we don't have a better running back on the roster. We need to get him out there. So I think he is a player that you want on your roster that you can use in the right matchup. Like next week, they get the Patriots. I'm going to stay away from that one. For all the frustration Sean McVay has had with Cam Akers, I think he sort of understands it. Like, this is the best thing we have in the backfield. We can try Kyron Williams. We can try other pieces. But it really is about Cam Akers, even if the production is not great. I also think we got to talk about Baker Mayfield because here it is. He comes uh, as a free agent from Carolina, is with the team for basically 48 hours, engineers a game-winning drive, 230 passing yards, uh, had the touchdown, obviously, that wins the game for Los Angeles, but less than 15 points, as you mentioned. You got the Patriots coming up. You do have the Packers down the road. The schedule isn't particularly friendly, so I think for me this is sort of just a cautionary tale, right? What he did was exciting, and I think if you're a Rams fan, you you loved watching it. But I don't know that we get caught up in thinking that Baker Mayfield is somehow going to be this piece that, one, elevates your fantasy roster in the next few weeks. But also, I don't know that he suddenly is going to make a lot of these other pieces attractive. I don't know that you're somehow going to be on Ben Skoranek or Van Jefferson or Tutu Atwell just because of the quarterback upgrade. This is still an offense with a whole lot of problems fundamentally, so... Enjoy what you saw last night just for the entertainment sake of it, but I don't know that I'm suddenly buying in for fantasy just because Baker Mayfield had a good night. 
Let's get to some of your questions, though. Of course, as I mentioned, you can send them to us at NFL Fantasy, and we'll get to some here. This is from Wes. With Lamar out, do I grab Tannehill or Lawrence off waivers? I have both of them at starts this week, so I think they're two good options. I, I would say Trevor Lawrence, but with the caveat, like, he missed practice the first two days this week. If he misses practice again on Friday, then we really have to be concerned. Uh, but if that's the case, then go out and pivot to Ryan Tannehill. Like, I think you have two strong options here. And I think the good news is if you go get Lawrence and it doesn't work out, he doesn't practice on Friday and looks like he's doubtful, I don't think there's going to be a ton of people clamoring for Ryan Tannehill in your fantasy league. I mean, at this point, if he's still out there on waivers, chances are he's still going to be there on Saturday night, maybe even Sunday morning. So you do have a couple of good options for you right there. Next one from Pacours, Darius Slayton or Josh Palmer for the flex? My answer was the same as yours, and your answer was Slayton, but ugh. <laughs> so I think that, uh, that explains kind of where we are at this, like, Josh Palmer, he is a good matchup, but Keenan Allen has already been back and taking a bunch of volume. Mike Williams is looking like he is set to return. So the floor is very low with Josh Palmer. I, I think Darius Slayton, I, I would try to get away from him this week. Uh, he's been playing really well as of late, but the, the Philly secondary might be the best in football. Their two corners are in the bottom three in passer rating when targeted, and they give up more production in the slot. He's an outside guy, but I, I just think you don't have a better option. I don't think you have better options, and the matchup is not one I really want to mess with, but Slayton is more in line for a larger target share than what you can expect out of Josh Palmer, so that's the reason I'm leaning there. But like I said, ugh, I don't really like either one of those guys this week. Next one from Marshall, start Garrett Wilson, Tony Pollard, or Miles Sanders in the flex. This, this is definitely a flex by you. This yeah. is uh, you showing <laughs> off all these, all these weapons you have on your roster. So good for you, Marshall. Yeah, three great options. Like, if you ask me, can I trust any one of the three? I'd be like, yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to start them. But I have Wilson and Pollard both as starts in my article. But I'm going to go with Tony Pollard here. Last week, even playing fewer snaps, having fewer carries, and the same number of targets as Zeke, he finishes the RB2 on the week. Uh, this is a game where the Cowboys probably run the ball a whole bunch against a team that really struggles, and they allow a lot of big plays on outside runs. We know Tony Pollard could take it the distance anytime he gets one of those carries. I was admonished on Fantasy Live Thursday by Adam Rank because I said to start Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, despite the fact that the Houston Texans have not allowed a top 15 running back in quite some time. Don't care. Still think you start Tony Pollard because Agreed. I think the Cowboys are going to run all over them. I think there's going to be a positive game script in the second half. So I think more opportunities are coming. So I'm with you. I think you start Tony Pollard. But all three of those guys, really good options. So I don't think you can lose anywhere you go there. Let's talk about some players that deserve some more hype for the weekend. So Florio, who you got? Jamison Williams. And if you've listened to any of the shows this week, you know that I've been talking him up. But that being said, I'm just going to get it out of the way at the beginning. His floor is zero points. Like, like <laughs> we know that. He barely played last week. But I think this is a game where the Lions, like, they are in must-win territory right now. If they win out, they could make the playoffs. And their schedule after this week is very favorable. So I, I think in what is going to be a high-scoring game with two very banged-up secondaries, the Vikings allow a ton of production on deep passes. I think the Lions are going to pick their spot. Like, if you started Derek Carr last night and he got you two-and-a-half fantasy points, you need a swing-for-the-fence type play. 
Jamison Williams is your guy. You are you're definitely swinging for the fences if you got two and a half points out of Derek Carr last night. I don't know if Deontay Foreman is a swing for the fences sort of play, but I do like him as a sleeper this week. Now, keep in mind, he's dealing with a little bit of a foot injury. Now, he says he's 95% to play against the Seattle Seahawks, and we saw a couple of weeks ago, even with Chuba Hubbard back, Foreman was still getting most of the work, getting most of the carries there. So the opportunities are going to be plentiful in an offense that's been incredibly run heavy over the last three weeks. On top of it, the Seahawks defense has been getting gashed all year long. We sort of, I think we kind of gave them a pass because in the middle of the season, they got a little bit tougher, but you know, then they give up 100 yards to Rashad White. They give up the 300-yard bomb to Josh Jacobs. They gave up two touchdowns to Cam Akers. So maybe we should start talking about the Seahawks defense being a soft target again. And Foreman looks like he has some solid flex maybe even rb2 options for you this week time to answer some more of your questions you're sending us over on social media this first one comes from uh, it's elite jalen waddle or dk metcalf and by the way jalen waddle's become kind of a star at the world cup you got like soccer players yeah. doing the waddle and stuff after they it's score so goals. cool it's very cool if this is your option right here. Yeah, your team is probably elite if you have to right? sit one of these two guys. <laughs> but that being the case, I'd play DK Metcalf because I like the matchup a lot for Jalen Waddle, but he is banged up right now, missed a lot of the game last week. DK Metcalf, you see on the screen, he leads the NFL in end zone targets. And Geno Smith is playing out of this world right now. And he is a good matchup in his own right. So, so go with DK. I think I'd go with DK as well. And especially if, if the Panthers can run the ball, if they can score points that way, then it's going to force the Seahawks to stay aggressive. I also don't know that they're going to be comfortable leaning on potentially Travis Homer to do a lot of work for them in that backfield because it looks like uh, they're going to be going with him this week. So this could be a Geno Smith game, which means DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett very much in play. Next question comes from Liddy. Pacheco or Singletary? I'm going to go with Isaiah Pacheco here. And I know I was low on him last week and he scored a touchdown and I'm sorry, but <laughs> he's still not a super high upside type of play. But the thing is, I think the Bills backfield, we're starting to see a metamorphosis there. Like James Cook is taking over last week. They played the same number of snaps. He had more carries and way more targets. And that's been a thing for Singletary. His pass game usage has basically completely dwindled in the last five weeks. So uh, as James Cooks continues to ascend, I think we see less Singletary, which means start Pacheco. I think you start Pacheco because he looks like the lead back there in Kansas City. And even though Jarek McKinnon is still getting work, Pacheco's getting a lot of the opportunities. And he's sort of doing what Clyde Edwards-Alaire did when he was healthy, which is he's getting a lot of carries. He's also getting work down near the goal line. So that gives him a little bit more of an advantage to me over Singletary this week, even though I don't love the matchup against the Broncos. Scary. Uh, Mac wants to know, says he can't decide between Samaj Perine, uh, Samaj Perine. I knew I was going to do that. Samaje Pirine <laughs> or Damian Pierce. Shout out to Michael Ely, who once called him Samaje Perrine uh, on draft day. But <laughs> Samaje Pirine or Damian Pierce. I, I don't love Damian Pierce this week, but give me Damian Pierce of these two options. Like, at least he is the lead runner. At least we know he'll get double-digit uh, touches this week. The thing about Samaje Pirine is Joe Mixon's back, and... Zach Taylor came out and was like, yeah, Mixon is going to take over as our lead runner once again. And the thing about the Bengals is they don't really like to use two running backs. Whoever is their lead guy, they like to stick with him. So uh, I would get away from Samaji Piran. That being said, though, he's 100% a player you want on your roster right now. Absolutely. You want, you want Piran on your roster, but I can't start him this week for all the reasons you mentioned. If Joe Mixon is back, which it looks like he will be, he's going to be the guy. 
P. Ryan will probably see the field a little bit, but his opportunities will be severely diminished. So even though I don't love the matchup for Pierce against the Cowboys this week, volume sort of wins the day there for me. We are not done. We still have one more segment left to go. We will dive into Monday Night Football. It is the Patriots. It is the Cardinals. So we'll let you know how we're feeling about some players in that matchup and a couple more of your questions as well on the Fantasy Q&A Show. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway.
Did you catch Season 3 of This is Digital? Season 3 of This is Digital goes behind the scenes to reveal how digital trends show up in everyday decisions and actions, including digital lessons from the EV revolution and the chief digital officer's role in disruption and culture, featuring guests like Ekta Chopra of Elf Beauty and Tyson Jomini of J.D. Power. Do you have a digital mindset? Find out by checking out the latest and greatest on Season 3 of This is Digital and learn more at westmonroe.com. Back here and looking ahead to Monday Night Football, we got our eye on the Patriots visiting the Cardinals. And let's look at each side. For New England, who's somebody you're keeping your eye on? Ramondre Stevenson. He is the only Patriot player that I think you could start week in and week out. Like, even in games where he doesn't score touchdowns, he has the capability of topping 20 fantasy points because of what he does in the passing game. You see on the screen, second most catches amongst running backs since week seven. I believe in that span, he leads the position in target share. Even with the... As Mac Jones says, the run game, I'll say struggling. I'll, I'll, I won't use the words he say. Ramondre Stevenson continues to be an RB1 week in and week out. Yeah, Ramondre has been legitimate, especially because he catches the ball so much. So even if the run game isn't working, he's still involved. This week, you can start Hunter Henry. And the reason? Well, Cardinals. I mean, we keep <laughs> saying it. Death taxes and the Cardinals giving up fantasy points to the tight end position. Hunter Henry is the lead tight end in that offense. So this feels like a week you can sort of lean on him. Hope he gets a couple of targets, maybe finds his way into the end zone. I know we say this all the time. The bar is low for what constitutes a successful tight end week. But all the conditions are there for Hunter Henry to achieve those goals. On the other side, for the Cardinals, who are you looking at? Marquise Brown, who we've only seen one game this year, was before their bye last week, with, with both Brown and Hopkins. And I think many people were surprised to see Marquise Brown have more targets in that game. I think it'll be a week-to-week type thing, but both of those two are going to get plenty of volume. And then the Patriots, we know that their thing is always trying to do whatever they can to take away an opposing team's best weapon. Luckily for Marquise Brown, that's DeAndre Hopkins, so he could just feast on the other side of the field. There it is. This is when it's nice to maybe not be the number one guy in an offense because it gives you an opportunity to make some plays. I'm looking at James Conner, but not necessarily in a great way. This is more of a beware situation because the Patriots have done a very good job in terms of fantasy production for running backs, and mostly because they don't give up touchdowns. The yardage might be there for Conner, but again, if the Cardinals are looking to throw the football against New England, that means there might not be as many opportunities as you would normally see. So on a, t- on a week where there are six teams on a bye and a lot of running backs that aren't available to you, it might be hard to get away from James Conner, but I'm not really loving what his potential could be against New England. Back to your questions. We'll answer a few of them rapid fire before we wrap up the show. This first one coming from Alex, who asks, what are the best DSTs to pick up in preparation for round two and round three of the playoffs? First, kudos to Alex doing what all fantasy managers should do. Like if you have a buy locked up or whatever, start looking ahead to two, three weeks down the road because that's what you're playing for right now. There's not many defenses that have great matchups in both weeks. The Chiefs are by far number one. They get the Texans in week 15, and then the Broncos, I'm sorry, in, yeah, 15 or 16, and then the Broncos in championship week, and then the Cardinals in week 16, they get, I have it here, the Broncos, and then the week <laughs> after they get the Falcons. So just a fantastic schedule for those two defenses. Those are really good schedules. It, it sort of stinks that they aren't very great defenses yeah. on their own. So. There's a conversation to be had, and I think it's starting on fantasy Twitter, about the value of defenses and how we evaluate them. Because we don't really evaluate fantasy defenses on their own merit. We evaluate them based on who they're playing. Yeah. 
that's a whole different conversation for a different show. But those were a couple <laughs> options for you the next couple rounds of the playoffs. Next one from Unleashed. Are you worried about starting Bills wide receivers against the Jets? Everyone not named Stephon Diggs, yes. <laughs> like I, I have Gabe Davis as a sit this week um, because the Jets are great at limiting deep plays. But Stephon Diggs is great in his own right. He could put – I don't care how good Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed is. Like Stephon Diggs could put any cornerback on skates. Yeah, he's the guy that you don't worry about. Gabe Davis has been so much of a roller coaster that I don't know how excited I'd be to start him. Same with Isaiah McKenzie, what have you. Look, the, the Bills may figure out a way to succeed and win this game, but that doesn't mean you have to be excited about starting any of their wide receivers this week against New York. Last one, this one from DJF Primal underscore Black. That's, that's a, a mouthful there. <laughs> Can owners of Amari Cooper trust him going into playoffs with Watson as his quarterback? I guess I would start by saying that right now he's on the injury report with an ankle injury that seems to be going the wrong direction. So that's something to keep in mind this week. I, I would very much so try to get away from him this week. Tough matchup. He's hurt. Deshaun Watson hasn't played well. I think right now the answer is not really, but you probably don't have any options to get away from him in the playoffs. But hopefully we see signs of life this week and maybe the week after uh, with, with Amari Cooper. This week you may not be able to play him just yeah. because of the injury situation. But it's worth keeping an eye on Deshaun Watson to see if his play improves this week over what we saw last week. And that will give you a lot more idea of what Cooper potentially could be. Time now to take a listen to our fantasy hotline and uh, see what today's caller has to say. Well, last year I finished perfect in my in my league. I don't know how I did it, but I didn't lose a game, including the playoffs. So the commissioner decided to change the rules to no snake option. Not only did I have to draft last, which was not a big deal, but usually when you draft last, you get two picks and then it goes back to first. Of course, you know the first guy gets two picks. Oh no, I got I drafted last and went back to the first guy again because he was tired of me me winning because I won two years before that. Yeah, so that's the kind of stuff I had to deal with. All right, so what do you think? Is it fair for the commissioners to change the draft rules to sort of even the playing field? Basically, he's the commissioner seems to be trying to prevent a juggernaut from just dominating the league. No, that's when you throw hands with your commissioner. Like, <laughs> I, I would be – I would quit, I would not have even drafted in that league. I Like – all right, you want to put me last to give a, a competitive advantage to everyone else? Great. But you make me pick last every single round? Right. That means every round I'm getting the 10th or 12th best player and I'm supposed to compete with, like, the one team in that league has the ultimate advantage. They right. get the first, the best player in every single round of the draft. Like, no. Like, that league, you, one, is this like the 1950s? Why are we <laughs> drafting that way? And two, no, your commissioner is wrong. Get, get rid of him. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, my other question is, was this the thing that was voted on by the league, or was this the commissioner just making a unilateral decision to say, you know what, you're too good, we're going to try to handcuff you for this league? Because that also has a lot to do with it. Also, like, if they voted to do this, that means your league mates don't really like you either. So that might be another reason to, to go find a new league. I, I've heard of leagues doing, like, third-round reversal. Well, like Scott Fishbowl does yeah. a third-round reversal. To, to make it more – because then the argument is like, all right, well, you're getting, you know, better players at the beginning of the draft, whatever. Like, if he did that – Okay, that's one thing, but to just give you at such a disadvantage right. and then be like, oh, you still got to pay your league dues or whatever, like, no, can't do it. Which, by the way, also disadvantages, not, uh, not obviously the, the champion who's picking last, but the person picking right in front of mm -hmm. them, too. So, like, there are a whole lot of people that get screwed in this format. Every pick gets a lower chance of, like, one pick has the highest odds of winning a league. Whereas in a snake draft, it's balanced because, right. you know, so, no, you 
every, everyone is at a disadvantage as the draft goes on. Also, I hope the person Leave. who got the first pick is actually winning. Because if that person is not even good, then, then that really just would, would chap my high more than anything else. <laughs> Good luck. Anyway, for the rest of you, you can always give us a call. Uh, 805-NFL-QA61. That's 805-635-7261. I always appreciate hearing from you guys out there. Also, we appreciate you guys subscribing, liking, following along with all the things we are doing. And as I always say, if you subscribe to one, you get all five in your feed all week long. You can always check us out streaming live. In the Fantasy app on the NFL Fast channels and at YouTube.com slash NFL Fantasy Football. Be sure to check us out on Sunday as well for Fantasy Game Day. That one kicks off at noon Eastern. In the meantime, for Mike, I am Marcus and the Specialist. We appreciate you watching the Fantasy Q&A show. Good luck in Week 14. Enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you next week. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Do you have a digital mindset? Check out Season 3 of This is Digital. Season 3 of This is Digital goes behind the scenes to reveal how digital trends show up in everyday decisions and actions, including driving profitable growth in enterprise software and how the new sports fan experience can drive revenue. Featuring guests like Chris D'Agostino of Databricks and Scott Crable of Tama Bravo. Check out the latest and greatest on Season 3 of This is Digital and learn more at westmonroe.com. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Monogram at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. 
Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.